It's Makacha. These savages have no place in our civilized society. And I will not rest until justice is done. My name is Luisa Gallardo. My nephews were arrested. They aren't killers. You want to help us? One of those boys gets McCutcheon with a single shot at distance. That makes sense to you? I want to hear your side of the story. Our side is we didn't do it. Immortality is what some of these characters have. If you think about it, and I've talked about it many times, this is not your grandparents, Perry Mason. This is not your parents, Perry Mason, from the, you know, the specials that aired in the 80s and 90s. This is HBO's Perry Mason. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, um, episode... Two of season two, chapter ten. It's um, it's almost well. It, it is. I mean, you think of the 1930s were a very yes, a decad uh, you know, a depression era. The decadence, the decadence of the 1920s is gone. The flapper is gone. The jazz age is gone. It's about breadlines and finding work, and um, it's also about a lot of racism. Whether you're black, Mexican, Asian, gay, straight. I mean, with Perry Mason, the, uh, the funny thing is you have these characters. And you have Della uh, on the show. Now, not in the original, but in this HBO version, she's a lesbian. And then you have the DA played by Justin Kirk, a member from Weeds. He is a gay man. So, and then you have all these other characters, and you have Drake, and who's a, a cop who is African American, and because of his race, and because they don't let him, he, he, you know, turns in his badge in the first season. And here we are, we've arrived at the second season. And, you know, there's, there are these two young men who are accused of murder. Huh. So, yeah, not all is right in the City of Angels. And with Perry Mason, season two on HBO, it's getting good. It's getting good. I, I like how this is. Um, I love the first season, and I and I love the second season. And so I would usually say even more, but I there's a there's a rhyme and a reason, and there's a method to season two, because you know, according to the creators and according to Matthew Reese, um. Perry Mason season one was just going to be a one-off. It was just going to be a miniseries and that was it. You know? Probably like uh, The White Lotus. I know everyone's titillating over that. You know? But with Perry Mason, I, I love that they gave it a second season. I hope it's along for, around for a long, long time. As I indulge during my spring break... I haven't had one in a long time. It's it's weird. It's weird. And also, I'm aware that on Saturday, I'm going to have to do the show hecka early, and then it's recorded and it's in the can because I'm having some dental work done. I don't know if I'm going to even be able to record after that because that is the five-year anniversary. I may just do it the night before, you know, and 
see what happens. But that is the five-year anniversary. For five years, I've been doing this, and it's been a very welcome kind of escape from my day-to-day. But now I'm at the point where my whole thing is different. Because five years ago, I was it was kind of a love-hate relationship with my day-to-day. It soon became more hate than love. Wanting to really just get away and 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 um, yeah. And now at this at this juncture, plus I'm a you know a different age. Um, I've kind of you know come to the realization that what I do now is very important. What I did then it was important, but now the the self realization and the act act uh, blah I can't even talk is is more apparent. And um. And there's a purpose so and it's not that the show takes a back seat that's why I started doing the films and the music because um, in the fall of 2020 we were in the middle of an election and I was recording these rants and I'm like yeah I don't want I don't want the show to turn into that I want this to be an escape from all of that BS and so boom here we are so for three years, starting this September, it's been the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But for the first, you know, couple of years, it was the Dr. Zeus Podcast. And getting people to listen, and it was it was a word of mouth kind of thing. And um, now, Anchor has been bought out by Spotify, so we are, I am a part of Spotify, and they're, but the show is also on Apple Music. Or Apple Podcasts. So, and I remember the day when, it, when Spotify started to carry the show, and people got to listen to it. And of course, you know, you have uh, those who have been with me since the beginning who listen through um, Apple Podcasts. So, and then those who do their show on a different format. So, it's uh, yeah, it's um, interesting. But back to Perry Mason. You know, this is this is good. This I love how you end on a cliffhanger note for each episode because usually, you know, you with episodic television, you tie up loose ends. You tie up loose ends, and okay, you know, uh, coming up on the next episode. But this is this is not your grandparents, Perry Mason. This is not your parents. Perry Mason. This is a different Perry Mason. I've often kind of asked myself and the viewers, or the listeners, viewers, same thing, would Raymond Burr have approved of this? What do you think? What do you think Raymond Burr, had he lived today, I mean, he'd be in his early hundreds. What would he have made of uh, Perry Mason on HBO? He probably would have liked it, that it's more, it's grittier, like the books. Um, You know, maybe it is a retelling. It's an origin story. But it's good. It's good. And yes, with HBO, you've you've got some nudity and you've got some language. I mean, (laughs) you think of of your grandparents, Perry Mason, wouldn't have even thought to say the word fuck or, you know some other colorful words that I didn't really hear my grandparents ever say. I mean, they said, you know, the, the occasional curse word. Um, 
but it was it was a different time it was a different generation and here we are i i'm sure that some people would probably be put off by the language and the situations but i have to tell you it's hbo and when it's hbo that's when you put the kids to sleep because they don't need to be watching hbo this is for us grown-ups to watch I don't have kids, but I understand. Now, with Perry Mason, it's, I mean, <laughs> he is such a complex character. And Matthew Reese plays him really, really Matthew Reese is known for playing these, con- you know, from the Americans to brothers and sisters. Um, and here he is playing this very iconic character but in a different context and um, he's fully aware of that he's fully aware that yes in, in, in some aspect you know those are some big shoes to fill but also okay uh, this is this is this is his take on it this is his take on it and um, some would call it like a make or break um I, I call it good television. I mean, it is just amazing. It's amazing. And, um, you know, let's, let's have Matthew Reese tell us. Harry's really stalled in an enormous way because of what happened consequently after season one where Emily Dodson very tragically kills herself. And Perry's found himself in this very strange existential moment where he's going, all we did in season one wasn't worth it. And what's made worse is that we come to discover that she reached out to Perry and he didn't know what to do with that either. And he didn't necessarily think that she was going to take it that far. But it really makes him question, what kind of outcome do we want? What are we looking out for here? It's affected him very deeply whereby I think he wants the mundane banality of civil law where life and death is not the line. You're the one who suddenly wanted to give up criminal law and only do civil. This is civil. Civil law is unbelievably boring as far as she's concerned. And I think she's conscious of treading very carefully because it feels like Perry might quit at any minute. And if he does, where will she be? Della is still trying to go ahead with her plan. She's going to law school at night, but she's also still working with Perry, cheerleading him on, because she knows that's the only way she's ever going to get her name on the door. In 1933, there was only 3% of women who were attorneys in the entire country. So this is an uphill battle for her. And so she's got to keep Perry in the game, because otherwise she'll never get her shot. There's a back way out of here. So that's the showrunner and the producers and um, Matthew Reese and Juliet Rylance, who plays uh, Della, talking about this season two. And, it, you know, a lot of it's a make or break kind of situation. Being that I don't like to do spoilers, I don't believe in doing that. I try to give so much of the farm away for you to listen to. Whether it's a film, whether it's the Mandalorian, or we're all sworn to secrecy. Unless you haven't watched the episode yourself and you're like, Ugh. So with Perry Mason, I say start, start at the beginning, season one. 
make your way to season two and um, dive in. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can really tell people to watch it. I don't like to say recommendations because, you know, I'm a podcaster. I'm not movie phone. <laughs> I don't do that. I try to get to the essence of it. Right now, I have some technical difficulties. I'm trying to put some pain medication underneath my tongue. Um, because, you know, the dental surgery is how many days away? <laughs> so I'm getting ready. But aside from that, Perry Mason... Yeah, there there are people who are probably going to be like, "Oh my god, that's that's not the Perry Mason I remember." But it's told in such a noir type of style and I and I love noir. I mean, how how could you not love film noir? Okay. Mm. Perry Mason was featured in 82 novels and four short stories. Okay. There was a CBS television story from 1957 to 1966. There was the new Perry Mason. There were the television specials. And of course, we arrive at the HBO. Mm. The Perry Mason series ranks third in the top 10 best-selling book series. In 2015, the American Bar Association's publishing imprint, Anchor White began reissuing Gardner's Perry Mason books, which had been out of print in the United States. So the case of the Velvet Claw was the first one in 1933. And, um, you know, everyone from William w- Will- Warren William to Richard Ricardo Cortez, Donald Woods, Barlett Robinson, Santos Ortega, Donald Briggs, John Larkin, Raymond Burr, Monty M- McNaham, and Matthew Reese all portrayed Perry Mason. And they've all done it in their own way and their own style. And, but at the heart of that is, is this iconic character that is a little more free in the books versus a series. You know, when you did television back then, you, there were certain things you couldn't say. There were certain situations. Same with movies. The book always retains that freedom you know, whether it is a, a crime novel or, you know, there's certain language and situations at that time that you could not film. But in the book, it's there. It's there for everyone to see and everyone to interpret in their own idea where it goes. And the beauty now with HBO is you can do it. You can say it. And so that's the that's the Perry Mason that we're at right now with Matthew Reese. It's... Uh, like I said, it's. I, I have to stress that it's, this is not your grandparents' Perry Mason. This is a different Perry Mason. And he drinks and he smokes and he says fuck and has rendezvous with the woman who bought his family's farm and wrestles with different things and situations. And, um. But it's, it's, it's thrilling to watch. I'm, I'm glad that the Downies, Robert and Susan, have given us this because you know originally Robert was going to play Perry Mason so yeah that's uh, Dr. Zeus phone podcast uh, giving you Perry Mason and, and it's uh, I, I 
mean, in a noir, I know my fellow podcasters, when we talk about film noir, film noir is just awesome. And the fact that Perry Mason has done an, a noir type of style. So, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's it for tonight. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting break so far. <laughs> As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>